The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Excited to be here. Excited to talk some football with you. The Baltimore Ravens just managed to shred the New York Jets as sort of was expected by Vegas and really anyone paying attention to football this year. 42-21, the Ravens beat the Jets. Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. Um, very quick note before we dive into the recap. You can check the feed to get the Picks podcast with me, Pete Prisco, and R.J. White. Another outstanding episode there. Pete and R.J. really carried it. Frankly, I wasn't very good. I was sort of wishy-washy on some picks. A little nervous about this week. Um, subscribe, rate, and review. Very importantly, next week for Christmas. Is next week Christmas or two weeks from now? Two weeks from now. Next week, ahead of Christmas, we're going to record a big mailbag podcast. So if you have anything you've ever wanted to ask any member of this podcast, let us know. Put it on the Apple Podcast Review or send it to us on Facebook, uh, email, Twitter. Find a way to get it to us. Prefer the review. We will we will get to every single review for the mailbag. Do that, and we will answer your question. It can be something about football. It can be something about Ryan's personal medical history, uh, Sean's Social Security number, Sean's dating life. Uh, you know, how many people breach is killed and, you know, whatever you want to know, we'll answer it. Um, so do that. And, uh, you know, what not Sean. Oh, oh, I forgot breach. Sean breach not here tonight. He may not be back ever again. He's in Vegas. So joining me instead, Ryan Wilson. Hello, Ryan. What do you think breach is doing right now? It is 8:41 PM. I think Vegas time is it 8:41, Sean in Vegas. It's 8:41. There it is. Thanks for transitioning that to Sean. See, that's the hard part is you can't say hi to everybody, expect all of you to jump in. So I need you to throw it to Sean and you did a great job there. What do you think Breach is doing right now at 841 on what's today? Thursday night. Uh, Ooh, uh oh, oh, I know exactly what he's doing. Can I guess? I got my own guess. So you go first. I think that Breach is like just ordered like a scotch coffee. Or like coffee, oh. like an Irish coffee or some weird dessert See, drink at some I restaurant. Think... Hold on, let me finish. And then you can go. At some weird, at some, some restaurant. And then he was like, all right, I'll be right back. And he like stumbled to the bathroom to like, with his glass of red wine to take a pee. And then he ended up at like a blackjack table and he'll run into his sister in like, in like three weeks. See, I think what he's ordering, and the only reason I'm saying this, because it's a really disgusting drink, is because I've actually, and you guys have seen him do it too, he's literally ordered this drink when he's been with us. I think he's probably drinking a tequila with Diet Coke, because we've mm. seen him drink that before, and he said it wasn't that bad. So, What's the math taste. behind that? No, the girl that we, um, some girl at the restaurant. The bar, the, no, it was bartender. the bartender recommended it to him, but he still ordered it. What did you it, order, what did you order Sean? What did you order? Uh, Oh, that was delicious. That was called the quote "taste of passion." Ugh. <laughs> this guy's this guy's making fun of breach. I know. Um, 
We do have a statement from Breach, though, <laughs> as to why he's not here. He texted this um, at uh, 9.50 p.m. So it's 6.50 p.m. Vegas time to the Pick 6 Army. And by the way, Breach tweeted at 9.30 or so this morning, Vegas time. It's like noon. That uh, he's like, I haven't been to sleep and picked, like, took a picture of the sunset from a hotel room behind like a, 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 a Ferris wheel. In case you're wondering how his. <laughs> he's in London. He doesn't know where he is. He says, this is John Breach's text. To the Pick 6 Army, I would like to apologize for my absence on the podcast tonight, but I'm celebrating my sister's 40th birthday in Las Vegas, and my blood alcohol level is currently higher than Lamar Jackson's yards per carry average was against the Jets. If I survive this trip, and there's a 50% chance I will not, I'll be back in the podcast for our Sunday recap show to talk about how much money I blew betting on the Bengals to beat the Patriots. Andy Dalton forever, yours truly, Breach. Good statement. By the way, he tried to convince me for like two months to join him on this Vegas trip for some weird reason, even though I don't know his sister and I feel like I'd be intruding. It's a good thing I didn't go because it would just be YouTube podcasting and Ryan would probably, or Brinson, I don't know, one of you guys would kill each other if it was just you two. Hey, Ryan, Sean, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. yeah. Before you were born, we were podcasting together, so settle down there. Tough stuff. Yeah, and that's why you have no hair left. That's not why. It's genetics, John. You'll know he had, that. He had no hair when he started podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. right. So anyway, Sean's, I just have to say, yeah. Sean's in no position to be pointing fingers with that haircut. I would just leave it at that. Mm. It, I'm I'm growing it out right now. I'm trying something new. That's a hard. I'm gonna grow it out to cover up those uh, incoming power alleys you got there. <laughs> <laughs> that is a match job, dunk dog. I don't even know what a power alley is. You will. You, will. <laughs> you see Matt Schaub? That's you. You see this? No power alleys. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know if I've seen Matt Schaub without a helmet on. Now that you say it. Well, you know why? Uh, you need. He's to bald, right? He's like Matt Hasselbeck, right? No, no. It's like this. All right, let's get into the football. He's Googling power alleys. I, know. I was Googling Matt Schaub head. But. Lamar Jackson, 15 of 23, 212 yards, five touchdown passes, eight carries, 86 yards. If the MVP wasn't sewn up before tonight, and I already think it was, it's, you know, what's that, uh, the Vince Young clip when he, when he does the dunk where he sticks his hand in the arm and he comes back and he's like, it's over. It's over. That's where we're at right now in the MVP race. Wait, Even, Vince Young or, or Vince from UNC? Vince Carter, not Vince Young. Yeah, okay. Yep. I was going to say, I don't remember that video. I, was, I said Vince Young. I was like, that didn't make any sense. I was like picturing Vince Carter in my head. Anyway, yeah, Vince Carter dunk contest. Vince Young never did. It's over. He might have. But um, Lamar Jackson could the 2000 dunk contest. That's correct, as Debo points out. <laughs> he, uh, Debo, yeah, Debo's the MVP savant. Yeah, Debo, and, Debo and, and Sean, very much alive in 2000. Ryan and I were... We're, we're halfway out. home in 2000. <laughs> That's right. Um, the, uh, I mean, like Lamar could break his leg and we, like, he could, he could, let me put it a better way. He could sit out the rest of the season as Breach has predicted. It's not going to happen, but he could do that. They've clinched the AFC North now. He could sit out the rest of the season. He would still win MVP. That's how good he's been. That's how much better he's been than everybody else. That's how much, how dominant he's been in primetime. No Ronnie Stanley tonight dealing with a quad injury. Um, and, Look, the Jets defense is terrible, but he was absolutely amazing. And I couldn't, I can't over, overstate how imp- impressed I continue to be, Sean, by the aggressiveness of this Ravens coaching staff. They went after the Jets. I felt like they were going to come out and maybe be a little hesitant and just sort of try and run the ball, take some shots to Marquise Brown, which they did later, but like just 
maybe air it out a little bit, not try and run the ball too, like not try and like be too aggressive with their typical style using Lamar running the ball. And that was not the case. They ran him early. They ran him often. They jumped all over the Jets and they made no, like there was no question this game was going to be a blowout from the start. Yeah, so first about MVP, I mean, you're completely right. This was already over before tonight. Tonight was more of his coronation in primetime after Russell Wilson, his, the only guy who had a chance to possibly usurp uh, Lamar, had kind of a stinker on primetime the last time we were watching football. So it's over. The only comparison I have for this, in a, in a way, it reminds me of, like, Steph Curry's unanimous MVP season with the Warriors because it's almost usually always the best player on the best team, and that's what Lamar is, the best player on the best team in football. But it's different with this because we're watching him do something that no one has ever done in NFL history. Like, tonight he broke Michael Vick's record for the most rushing yards by a quarterback, and we still have – he still has two more full games to go, assuming he plays in those two games, which might not happen. Um, so that's what it reminds me of, just a guy doing something that we've never seen because Michael Vick was never this lethal or this consistent of a passer, it feels like, uh, that what Lamar's doing. And that's what we saw talking about their approach. I don't know how you stop this Ravens offense because you saw on the first series, they can go play fake to Mark Ingram inside, and everyone bites and clogs up the middle – and Lamar scurries to the outside and gets 15 yards. They can just hand it up, hand it off to, uh, the marking remote the middle and he's still going to get four or five yards. Even on the times when the outside edge defender keeps contained, he's not fast enough to prevent Lamar Jackson from getting the edge. And then you have in the second quarter, I believe, um, Hollywood Brown going deep against a Jets linebacker. Um, good coverage, Jets, leaving a linebacker on Marquise Brown up, up the middle. Um, and they can hit, so they can hit you up deep with speed, even though Marquise Brown doesn't get that many targets per game. Just because, just because he's out there in the field, it forces defenders to, to be stretched vertically and have to defend the deep portions of the field. And when they're not going there, they, they have so many tight ends who can work the intermediate portions of the area, of the field. So they really make you defend every blade of grass. I don't know, like, I don't look at this game as an indictment of the Jets because every single team hasn't been able to stop them to this point. So what the Ravens did tonight is what they've done to every single team. I don't I don't blame the Jets. They're just not a good football team. Um, and the Ravens can do this to good football teams. So uh, I don't know what we learned tonight besides the Ravens are awesome, Lamar's the MVP, and the Jets still suck. By the way, Sean, the, the Steelers were able to slow down Lamar Jackson. So don't just gloss over that very important thing. And the Chiefs. And the Browns beat him. Two playoff Sorry. teams but since, since since September. No, that's... Like, the Bills slowed down a little bit too. I mean, like that. Like we've seen. I'm not suggesting that. Like, I'm not trying to take away from Lamar at all, but you can look at a couple of these playoff teams, right, and say that they could at least um, they could at least slow him down a little bit. By the way, uh, Michael Vick had a message because he broke he broke broke uh, Michael Vick's single season record for rushing yards. Had a little message for Lamar. Here's the run. Here you go. Here you go. He got the record. Congratulations, Lamar. We knew it was coming, man. Like I said, you was the guy for the job, man. And you did it and you did it well. Keep rushing and set the bar high, man. It's going to be amazing. Run for you. Appreciate everything you did in the game. Michael Vick looked very interested in doing that. Um, he did not. Look, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm, it's almost, it's, it's, it's weird being out of superlatives for an NFL player a year after we are already out of superlatives for an NFL player with Patrick Mahomes. Like, we're here again. And we have Deshaun Watson, who's 
somehow flying under the radar as an incredible quarterback in the AFC. Like the AFC could be awesome for the next 10 years. It doesn't always work out like that, right? But it's hard to imagine Lamar Jackson just dissipating off into nothing. Also, we have Josh Allen, so that's cool. Right, Sean? (laughs) Ryan's laugh says it all. (laughs) Um, Ryan, what do you think? You think Adam Gase had a positive message after the game or a negative message? Um, I've had to guess. Based on the sideline, I was I was really impressed with how our guys were. I mean, they the attitude throughout the entire game. They kept fighting. Well, they fought to the last snap. I know those guys are frustrated because they want to win, but these guys, these, this is not a group that quits. These guys fight. They come back to work. They try to fix things. They put their head down. They Try to find a way to get better. Mm, I guess. By the way, just a tip to the the host: don't ask me a question, then play a clip. <laughs> that was the joke. That was the the gag. Bit. Um. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh. What? But not to veer off the the. I mean, we go, you can talk the raising if you want. I was just curious your thoughts on on Gase and the Jets and where they stand. Like, do you? How much do you ding them here for this loss? Because are they, actually, are they an NFL football team? Yes. Yeah, they they deserve some. They're they're not a. This isn't a JV football team that went out there on a Thursday night to get their asses kicked. And presumably they practiced this week. Le- Le'Veon Bell wasn't at the bowling alley. We were talking about um, Sam Darnold turning a corner at some point. I think he turned the wrong way. I mean, they're a terrible football team. It starts with Adam Gase. Is 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 the playoff push officially over? No. Are they officially eliminated? <laughs> oh, they are eliminated now. They are eliminated. Did they were already know? eliminated heading into this game. Oh, okay. I actually don't. I actually think that like this is not a terrible game by the Jets. I know it was a total blowout, but they put up 21 points against a good Ravens. Defense. When did they put up the 21 points? It was well, 35 to seven. I so I, I see both sides of this because there was a point actually in the second quarter where the Jets were outgaining uh, the Ravens. Their problem in the and they utterly collapsed in the second half, but in the first half. They were actually stringing together really long drives, and you could tell that was Adam Gase's plan. That's why he was staying up all night, was to try to construct these long drives that would keep the Ravens off the field. Uh, and the problem is that the Jets just aren't good enough to sustain 12-play drives that require converting third down at the third down at the third down. But what happened late in that second quarter is they were down 21-7, to and they go for a fourth and one from the Ravens' nine-yard line, I believe, and Gates calls this low percentage pass that involves Sam Darnold rolling out to his right. Yeah. So you're already in a really cramped space where there's not much, you know, work, room to work with your players. And then he's cutting the field in half by having uh, Darnold roll out to his right. And Darnold actually made a pretty good throw. It was just a good defensive play um, to knock the ball away from the receiver. And then the Jets get a stop. And the Jets get the ball back. And they look like they're at least add on a field goal, maybe score a touchdown right before halftime. And this is my problem with Darnold. It seems like when he plays well, and I don't think he played bad on Thursday night, he always just has one or two killer mistakes in him that's like, why are you throwing this pass? He had a fumble later. It's like, how can you not sense pressure is coming? Um, and he threw a horrible interception near the goal line. Um, and from that point on, the second half, the Jets didn't do much of anything until really late in the game. Yeah, I wouldn't actually pin this. Like, I, I, This is not a trying to give Adam Gase a victory lap for getting blown out on the road on a Thursday night in Week 15. But I don't think like this is really necessarily pinned on Adam Gase. I mean, part of the problem was their entire defense was missing. 
I mean, Jamal, that's why I like the Ravens minus 14. Jamal Adams, Quinn and Williams. I mean, like all their good, they traded Leonard Williams. I mean, everybody was hurt. They were really short. They were down a bunch of players. You knew they weren't going to be able to slow down the best offensive football, especially one that, you know, utilizes Lamar Jackson running different ways, so many different types of receivers and so many different, they can be explosive. They can grind you out. Um, the Jets' rush defense has been really good this year, but with no Quentin Williams, it just wasn't going to be good in this particular game. That showed up. The Ravens ran the ball very effectively, or, I mean, you know, at least, you know, I mean, yeah, they ran it effectively. What, 6.4 yards per <laughs> attempt? Yeah. 218 yards on 34 yes. carries. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, didn't, okay it, didn't, day. it didn't feel like they were murdering him on the ground the whole time, though. Like, it felt like the passing was killing him more. I don't know. That, that, just sort of a sense feel. But, I mean, um, that's quite the curve you're grading Adam Gase with, by the way. No, I'm just saying, like, I thought I thought he had a decent game plan. He just ran up against a team that he wasn't going to beat. Like, the game plan worked for 17 and a half minutes. I mean, it, like, there were 17 and a half point underdogs. I, I think the point Brent is trying to make, there's not a game plan that Gates could have come up with that would have resulted in a yeah, they weren't win. winning this game. Do you guys know about this Vegas Dave guy? No. Do you know who Vegas Dave is? I know Vegas. Is that, is that Breach's alter ego when he goes to Vegas? No, Vegas Dave is like this guy who's like, he like, he's like, he's like promoted himself where people think he's legit and he charges like 50 bucks for his whale plays, but he's like the biggest, he's terrible at his job. Like he's, He's, he's like under like fraud investigation, all this stuff. Anyway, he like apparently sent out his like, he's like 250 unit whale play for tonight. Ravens money line. It's what like, does that mean? It's like bet on, the Raven, bet on the Ravens to win, but you had to like put down $1,400 to win a hundred dollars. What's 250 units mean? I have no idea. I oh. have no idea. Yeah. I mean like he doesn't, there's no, that, this is the whole, anyway. It, yeah. Long, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> but you get the point. Um, <laughs> I was curious. I still, I still don't know who this guy is. The, the point, the point is that the Ravens were never losing this game. Like they were not losing this game. At no point was that ever a remote threat. But the Jets did put together some drives. You felt like they might keep it within ten points. Um, Darnold had the, you're right, the pick down near the, near the down near the goal line, at an unacceptable time. Uh, Jamison Crowder had that horrific drop that he made up for in the next play. Darnold's fumble, I don't really blame on him. I actually thought they protected him fairly well tonight, like Darnold. Like, I thought the Ravens would get a ton more pressure. They didn't blitz quite as much. You could tell that they were only, like, rarely sent six guys, sent five guys occasionally. I think they were playing, like, a more zone on the back end and hoping Darnold would make mistakes. But they were just willing to take these little underneath chunk shots to, to, uh, or not chunk shots, little underneath dump offs to Jameson Crowder who finished with 11 targets, six catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Robbie Anderson, I mean, how many times did you see Robbie Anderson, six targets, four catches, 66 yards? That tells you all about their game plan. Yeah, not good. They're not a good football team. Adam Gase nothing, coming back. Nothing like Ryan Wilson after a uh, a bad, ugly Thursday night game. Hey, man, he had to sit through that entire game, you know? I, you know, at this age, you got to appreciate that he's still awake. Let me ask you this. What did you think of the Thursday night game? <laughs> Sean, <laughs> the Ravens lose again before the end of the regular season. Uh, be helpful if you, I do have the schedule dialed up. I'm going to say yes, because I think they're going to have home field advantage wrapped up after week 16. And who was it that reported? Someone reported that. Mike so Mike Garofalo reported that if the Ravens have everything wrapped up, which Look, the Ravens can clinch home field advantage this weekend if the Patriots and Chiefs both lose. Probably won't happen, but still possible. It shows you that they're pretty much a lock for the top seed. The Patriots uh, are playing so I, the Bengals, by the way, Sean. 
the well, the Chiefs are playing the Broncos, and as much as I don't think the Broncos will win, like there's there's a one to five percent chance the Broncos can win that game. Uh, so I think Chiefs the Ravens. Chiefs are bigger favorites at home against the Broncos than the Patriots are at the Bengals. Really? It's roughly the same, like nine and a half. I mean. Around ten, yeah. Uh, so I think the Ravens could lose to the Steelers in Week 17 if they're playing RG3. Uh, and usually in those games, uh, it, I mean, it sounds cliche, but the team that needs to win and the Steelers would need to win usually ends up winning those games. So it, it's a little weird that they would play uh, Lamar Jackson into the fourth quarter up 21 points and then be like, "We're not going to play him in Week 17." Like what? Like why? Like play him for a half or so? I don't yeah. know. No, that's right. I mean, also knock, about- knock the yep. Steelers out. Belichick does it all the time. Tom Brady plays forever. Well, uh, Ryan, I need a ruling from you because I feel like you'll have this on your head. Um, Breach suggested to us that he was correct about Lamar not playing. I think he was talking about week 16. He was. Absolutely. Okay. He was talking about week 16. Yeah, because he was like, I told you Lamar might not play. We're like, nobody said he wouldn't play in week 17. In his defense, he hadn't slept in 48 hours, and he was – Chugging tequila and diet coke—is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> he was also—I'm yeah, 100% sure he was also on the strip holding one of those signs about going to see some uh, porn show or something. <laughs> the little guys they sit, they pay out there to stand on the strip and point you to the to the naughty places in Vegas. And this is why I did not take up breach on his offer to go to yeah. Vegas or or South Beach back in August. That's right. He would have sold you into slavery or something. You go. Okay. Um, you going to uh, breach his sister's fortieth birthday would have been bizarre. Like, I is does she have friends there? They're like, is it like a bunch of girls? Like, is it his sister and like her girlfriends? Is it like all of his family? Are a lot you, of like, questions. Would you be at, like out at like Emerald Lagasse's restaurant or like like Wolfgang Puck's restaurant, sitting there with like nineteen breaches? I mean, oh, it's goodness. a weird. It's very, Too many breaches. Right. Or like, is it just like six breaches? You're like, oh, by the way, we like to. We like to do meth and go play blackjack. Do you mind, Sean? What? Here's some meth. I mean, like, nothing would surprise me about a, a, a room full of breaches. I bet uh, they're all wearing their Bengals breach jerseys, though. Ooh, that is. I'm not even kidding about that. That is a very good chance that's the case. Uh, so Ravens clinch the division. Hey, can I ask uh, something about this? Yeah, for sure. This is me interjecting and dragging out this segment a little longer. I appreciate it. I was asked this on the radio on Thursday afternoon by our buddy Wes McElroy in Richmond, and I think it's a good question. So are you more concerned about if a, if a team is able to shut down the run against Baltimore? Are you more concerned about Lamar's ability to have to throw the ball? Or are you more concerned about Jimmy G wilting under the pressure once they hit the playoffs too? Oh, Jimmy G. I mean, if you shut down the 49ers, Ron, and Lamar, I mean, look, Lamar can throw it. Now, I don't know if you, if he, if he had to, if he simply was like, let's say, let's say hypothetically you drew a line. Two yards in front of the line of scrimmage. Nice try, Sean. Did you, and it's it's an invisible fence. No <laughs> runner can cross it. No, no runner can cross it. So you max you max out two yards per run. So you can't get a first down if you run it four times. Who would who would have a better success, Lamar Jackson or Jimmy Garoppolo? Lamar, Lamar. Jackson. Okay, I think that's the question. Who'd like, you steal that from? Because that's pretty good. I just made it up on the. Fly. You did. Yeah, you think that you think that's good? That's an insane hypothetical that has no bearing on actual football. No, the point is that if you limit the the running game in in Baltimore, how does how does Lamar respond, or who do you like better, Lamar? Or... I mean, Lamar leads the league in touchdown passes by a you, decent you margin know what? now. You know, somebody asked Lamar about it. You know, what he likes better. He likes passing touchdowns. 
Mario, you also tied a franchise record for most touchdown passes in a season. You tied Vinny Testaverde. Oh, no. In other words, throwing records. No running records. <laughs> Besides the rushing record, but throwing. That's, that's amazing. Um, that's hats off to the tight ends, running backs. Pat Ricard, the fullback, um, the receivers, because it's them. They're catching the passes and scoring the touchdowns. Ooh, he's wearing a shirt, by the way. They won the AFC North. The shirt says, the North is not enough. I like that shirt. And here is the interview uh, from Lamar and Mark Ingram after the game. Having fun. You guys were having fun while you were on the bench for a bit. But listen, I get it. You don't like talking about yourself. I won't make you do much of it. But I do want to ask you about breaking Michael Vick's single-season uh, rushing yard record. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know when I broke it. Um, I, I know people. Very early. When I told you congratulations. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Congrats, bro. Okay, yeah. I, I, I was trying to be locked in. Nah. You know, I was trying to be locked in um, the whole whole entire game. You know, the goal is to win, you know, not break a record. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know, my teammates happy for me. Um, it's Michael Vick, so it's amazing, man. I'm grateful. We saw them take the ball. They have it inside for you. Okay, we've already established he doesn't like talking about himself. You love hyping this guy up. Threw for five touchdowns the third time this season. Go. Man, he's special, man. I've been telling y'all since I don't know how many weeks ago that he's the MVP frontrunner. But now I'm going to tell y'all he is the MVP. You know what I mean? He's great. He does everything necessary to be a great QB. Puts it all on the line for his teammates. Humble. And we blessed, man. We thankful. We happy for him. And we just going to keep going. And let's mention this guy, too. Yeah, you know what? We're not going to talk about Mark Ingram. Nice try, Aaron Andrews. Um, at one point, Mark Ingram interviewed Lamar Jackson, too. But no, Aaron Andrews is great on the sideline. Uh, so what, anything else from this game? Anything else you take away from this game? Nope. There are, good. Jets are terrible. Two Jets players I wish were on better teams, Robbie Anderson and Le'Veon Bell. Because it feels like if they were like in the Ravens offense, for example, like they would be stars. Good news. They're going to be on new teams next year, both of them. No, they're not trading. They're not trading Le'Veon Bell. Robbie Anderson is going to be a free agent. Yeah, well, Jamal, they, would, they might trade Jamal Adams. They're not trading Le'Veon Bell. Nobody's taking that contract. Exactly. They would love to trade Le'Veon yeah. Bell, but no one's taking that contract. And Le'Veon Bell's not going to restructure his deal when he held out a year for that contract. No, he's yeah. They they can cut him after next year if they want. There's an out in that deal, and that's fine if they want to try and do that. But it's going to kill them in terms of dead money. He's going to get a bunch of he's going to get a bunch of money. He'll be paid, and he'll get he'll get he'll sign somewhere else with minimal you know, wear and tear on his body. But you're right. It is, it is rough. Um, I would point out to Pete Prisco enough, enough Peter with the, all oh, the people who said they liked Lamar before the draft are chirping. Now he's like, maybe they did, or maybe they're liars. Like, uh, I mean, and then I quote tweeted him and said, Pete, your, your tears taste delicious. And he replied, quote tweeted me. It was like, you're, you didn't like him. And I just had to drop, uh, just drop, uh, to immediate Google searches of Brinson Lamar Jackson draft on there. Pete said, let's see, where did he say? I see everybody who knew Lamar Jackson would be this good are bragging about it again or lying about it is more like it. And this is the saltiest Josh Allen fan on the planet. And I like Josh Allen. Like, I like all of these quarterbacks, even Josh Rosen. But, I mean, Pete, give up the ghost. Lamar's the best the one. And I also feel like, there were a lot of people, no one, like, no one thought Lamar would be this good, no. but there were a lot of people, like, on draft Twitter or whatnot, on the internet, saying that Lamar Jackson 
was a good prospect. The problem is that you had a couple notable people like Bill Pullian saying the wide receiver stuff and teams asking him to do wide receiver drills that it became this narrative that everyone hated Lamar Jackson. Like if I feel like if Lamar Jackson, the prospect had come out a different year that wasn't loaded with all these quarterback prospects, he would have been talked about more as a top 15, top 10 pick. But the problem was he came out in this loaded class. But I think a lot of people liked him. Right? Like, yes. I'm not, like, he won the Heisman. Like, it wasn't like some, some terrible also, prospect coming Again, out. it's like the thing with Patrick Mahomes. Like, and I'm not, I'm not picking on you or the Bears here. I'm, I'm no, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, if Pat, do it. Drag no, if the Bears had drafted Patrick Mahomes second overall and he'd spent a year with John Fox, do we think that he would be Patrick Mahomes right now? Hell no. Like, if Lamar Jackson had been drafted by the Jets, and he spent a year with Todd Bowles, and then he had Adam Gase behind this line with this. Like, he wouldn't be this Lamar Jackson. Ecosystem and the surrounding talent and the coaching matters. Your landing spot matters. That's why it's so dumb to get all up in arms about these, like, what people had said pre-draft, because what you think about someone pre-draft is, like, what Belichick said in, that, in the football, in the Belichick saving thing, it's like, it's only a piece of the puzzle. Like, your, your pro day is like two small pieces of a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. Where you go matters too. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't just be like, well, I was right. I knew this guy would be good. Well, he went to a great spot. Like because Patrick Mahomes got to sit for a year because Lamar Jackson got to learn and they built a system around him that changes everything. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you're hundred percent right. He got Lamar went to the one team that has shown the ability to completely revolutionize the way they think. Yeah. And it's as simple as Mahomes. I mean, I think Mahomes would have been fine elsewhere. Not this good, but he wouldn't find. He landed with Andy Reid. Andy Reid, who the last year before Mahomes became the starter, turned Alex Smith into an MVP candidate for half the year. So. And, he, and he had to sit, sit for a year. And, he, and, and like he had Alex Smith, who was a willing mentor to him, while he sat there and learned Andy Reid's system for a year. And nobody questioned it. it. You know, like, if, if he's on a team that's a five-win team, people are banging the drum to get Mahomes in there right now and somebody pulls it trigger too early. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about the landing spot too. So it's, it's, you know, just, but, but settle down, Pete. Um, after the break, speaking of landing spots. Oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson, one more little fun fact here. Fun fact via NFL research, Ryan. Lamar Jackson's recorded his third game this season with four plus passing touchdowns and 50 plus rushing yards this season that ties Cam Newton for the most such games by any player in the Super Bowl era in a career. Think about that. He has more this season than any, his the same amount as Cam has in his career of those games this season. That's ridiculous. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Last Thursday night pod of the year. Unbelievable. What good times. Uh, we will be back. Of course, on Monday to recap the Sunday night festivities, but you can check out the Picks Pod in the feed right now. Have lots of great Christmas goodies coming up for everybody. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you guys on Monday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.